0: So welcome back to Unashamed Podcast. Um Jace, I thought we were going to have Zach on today. Zach's been MIA since the new year. Breaking um, news.
1: But- I have breaking news. So he sent me, we, we started filming this at 9 a.m. our time. At 8.56, he sent me a text. And I haven't sent him a text. Oh, I sent him one yesterday. Before, because we did some podcast yesterday, yeah, and Are I you did too. At at eight fifty eight yesterday, I sent him a text. Are you coming? So he waited twenty four hours, Well, actually, twenty three hours <laughs> and, and fifty eight minutes before the response. So he's acting like I just sent him. I sent him that yesterday. <laughs> so his response <laughs> is sorry. I'm actually out of town this week with little cell service.
0: So that's it.
1: Yeah, there's no more. That was it. Sorry, but <laughs> I don't get the word actually. I'm actually out of town. What type of jungle could he be in where he, there's no cell
2: service?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Have a good ever, point. <laughs> just, Phil,
1: think about if he back in your day... What kind of excuse would that be if you said, Look, are you coming? And then 24 hours later, a guy says, Sorry, I have little cell service. How would what would how would you respond to that? I'd say it's so much for all this computer crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad wow. would say, That's why I don't have a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So we can, you can get in a position where you know, have no cell service. What, concrete, building? No, that won't stop it. The well, way is uh, going to the satellite. You know, what gets in the way of the satellite? That's a good being,
1: question. It's a good question. There's a lot of rural areas that they just they don't have cell service because I think they go to where the masses are, Phil. Yeah. So which fits right in with you because this is pretty rural.
0: Yeah, Dad, I mean, you spend a lot. You spend a lot of time in places with uh, little cell service. That's kind of your lifestyle—is little cell service. I would say, would I, you?
1: I, I uh, consider that a good thing. That needs to be a shirt for you, Phil. Just have on it, little cell service. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's got like one bar,
0: <laughs> and when you finally reach me, you know,
1: yeah. No, no, yeah, no, I just think if no. you wore that T-shirt, I'm going to get you that no. next year for Christmas. Okay, I'm making a New Year's resolution right now. Next year, T-shirt, little cell
0: service. <laughs> it sums it you up. It sums
1: you up. Everything it about does. you. It's
0: good. Because Dad's right. When he, when he does get on the phone, he's not a man of many words.
2: No, short to the point. What do you ball? Short what to happen? the point. Mm-hmm.
0: never says goodbye it's just or or hello no or hello yeah no yep Yep. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i remember the first time missy she called down there first time she ever had a phone conversation with phil it was funny she said i think i had a conversation with phil i said what do you mean by thing she said well it wasn't much of a conversation there was like four years and a hang up. I said, "No, that's the <laughs> conversation. That's it." Well,
2: James
1: <laughs> James Robertson, my
2: dad, who's gone on a godly man, a good man. He uh, that that's what he did. Now that yeah. I think about it, oh, I know. he'd pick up the phone. He'd say, "Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah." Um, well, your brother, sigh, for years and over and over for years. Would he treated it like it was some kind of danger to him? He he would hold it away from his head, and he would holler. And I'm like, "Sigh, why are you hollering?" And I finally figured out that in his subconscious, he felt like since you're so far away, he had to talk loud so somehow it would go through the airwaves. Yeah, where you could hear. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He felt. Like, agitated when he was on the phone. I'm not sure if he still. Seven does that.
2: children, <clears throat> seven children in the Robertson family. Not one of them. Without it, the topic never came up.
1: But it, Y'all never had the cell phone? Topic?
2: Seven out of seven, they didn't own cell phones. Yeah, it's pretty incredible.
1: Jimmy Frank, Harold, Judy,
2: Tommy, I come along, Cy, Jan.
1: None of them had cell phones. Well, do you know to this day? No, I,
2: I never did figure out what, what the deal was.
1: Si, si still has the landline, but I took his phone number out of my phone. He's been deleted. So if I need to get a hold to Si, because I, this, he's weird on the phone. I can't have a conversation with him. So if I need to get a hold to Sai, I either send someone to his house or I drive there.
2: <laughs> I haven't talked to Sai via telephone in
1: years. Don't do it. It's not going to accomplish anything.
2: I just never needed to call him. That's,
0: See, that's the other it's, side it's, of this, it's. though, Jace. If they ever call you, which is very rare, but every once in a while, you know, Dad has called me. And I remember it's the same way with Jan, same thing with Cy. If they call you, they start into the conversation. They've been thinking about something, and they need you to help them. So they start into the conversation like, you know, you've already been talking for like 10 minutes. No, I
1: agree. By the time we hang up, I'm just now figuring out,
0: what They were talking about <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa back up. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's always just like it because it's right into the conversation. <laughs> so, you know, this guy, uh, so you know, he, true. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You
1: know, I was in the middle of the woods, and you know, where that in it, I'm like, Wait a minute, in the middle of the woods, what just happened here? <laughs> I, a dilemma
2: is almost daily, but your mother. Mm. where's her cell phone where's her phone we need a looking for her phone every day almost every day a massive hunt and they come up they they end up in some strange places just
1: we need some kind of community service project for people over i don't want to maybe give a number because it's just a number where people can gather the old guard and and figure out how to deal with society and cell phones and like Go through phone convers normal phone conversation. Yep. maybe texting.
2: That topic needs to be needs to be covered. It should be. What do you need? Well, the close. Well, you want? Uh, well, I just gonna say, how's it going? I said, what, what are you doing? I said, talking to you.
1: Yeah. Then we need like a second leg of that is how to drive through roundabouts because I've noticed yep. they seem to be older. The the older. Members of our society are the ones stopped in the middle of it. Yep. There's no stopping.
0: The one thing you never do is stop in a roundabout. You don't stop in, before you get to it. Okay. Once, once you, you get, get on, in it, you got to on go. It,
2: once you get on it with them, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting here talking to you. I, what do you got? I mean, there's no there's no reason for them calling. I mean, what are you doing talking the, to you? What do what, yeah, what, what you need?
1: I just called him, yeah. We've just figured out the problems in our society. And look, when you combine a cell phone with a roundabout, you got a, you got a wreck.
0: Well, you're done then. So you know, Jason, they don't. It's, ha-
2: it's too much. I just think it's too much interaction. And most of the stuff they're talking about doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Really you have is somebody sick? Have you do what, what? What happened? Why are you calling me? And they say, Well, I just see what you was up to. I said. I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> I'm waiting on some info or something. But no, it just,
0: Ooh. let's just since, talk. Since since, that, since mom and dad have a landline, so they don't have caller ID. So dad's caller ID is just plastered all around his chair, handwritten numbers of, of that who. That is correct. Who he might need to talk to? That's your caller ID. That is your. I'm looking at a man, a
2: repair man for tractors. I got that. I got that there, because those people you need sometimes. But but uh, I mean, they just overdid it. Is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, man. Moving so on.
2: So Zach says I can't make
1: it. No, he's not coming. Slow a low sell.
0: But so.
2: you waited 24 hours to hear that. On the he waited. supposed to be
1: instantaneous yes. communication. I'm not accusing him of a crime, but I think he waited because then it made the excuse seem more realistic. Oh, I just <laughs> got this because I have low cell service, so I won't make it. <laughs> That's
0: Thus, right. The, it was actually accent- The text 24
1: hours <laughs> later
0: it was actually a pro move cuz not only then are you out of two podcasts but you're out of four podcasts so it's like oh i'm i'm just having cell phone problems
1: but what what happened is one minute later he said i'll be back next week so i think he's determined that his cell service will be adequate i saw the whole thing unveil
2: when they first said they're going to have a device that you can talk to people like a walkie-talkie Yeah, it's plugged into your house and all that. And I said, we were all standing there looking. We said,
1: y'all just never bought in. Well,
2: no, but they, they, they got you a phone, but you were on the, you were on the, when your number. Yeah, the party line. Party line, you had about 10 or 12 other people who were on the line or can yeah. be at any given time. Listening. Well, these old women, you would just pick up the phone. Uh,
1: you know what they hey, call get the- off
2: the phone? I'm like, yeah. well,
1: <laughs> you know what they call those people today? Spies. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: and that's, Chase. That was in our lifetime because we grew up it was party awkward. line as well.
2: It was awkward, Al, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, sometimes they were mean about it. There was a, one of our, our next door neighbor down there, man. If you if you picked up, I mean, you didn't know they were on it, but if you stayed on what they considered to be. Too long that you're listening to their conversation, they would ball you out. Oh, I mean, yeah. just right there on the phone, which is so rude when you think about it. And you had a different ring, you know, as well. So,
2: oh
0: yeah. All right. Well, I guess we've, I guess we've done cell phones again. It seems like we have this conversation ever so often. But Dad's such a relic that it's interesting to people um, that yeah. someone could live without a cell phone, which is interesting. So we're well, in the Book you, of Mark. Go ahead, Dad.
2: I was just going to say on, on the Book of Mark, I I remember uh, for sure that I just checked in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because in in uh, lieu of what what Jesus said for years, this is the second phase of God saving humanity. You have the Old Testament. Genesis, the prediction somebody from a woman would crush Satan, and it took, I don't know, five, six thousand years for that to unfold. Yeah, it was Genesis. Jesus is coming. Jesus
1: is coming. Genesis 3
2: 15. He's coming. Yep. So by the time you get to Malachi, there's a God doesn't say a word for 400 years, and the first thing they see is. A guy come walking up out of the wilderness, screaming at the top of his lungs, repent because the kingdom of heaven is near. Well, for eight chapters in Mark, there's about uh, more than that in Matthew. But he begins about halfway through his stay on planet Earth. Jesus is coming. He's now here. What now? The first thing out of what he, he, he did was show them how powerful he was and all the miracles and all that. Well you, by the time you get to in Mark, Mark chapter 8, he then began to teach them, and by the way, this is over and over and over, that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the most religious people on the face of the earth. They're going to reject him, the elders, He names them, Chief priests, and teachers of the law, the heart of Judaism, Jesus has come, and he said, that group right there, I must suffer many things. They, they're going to they're gonna kill me. He said, uh, uh, chief priest, and that he must be killed, not, you know, he ought to be killed if he's going to pay for the sins of the world, or this, this is big enough to do it or not big enough to do it. But he starts, he said, I must be killed. They're all sitting there looking at him. And all the time, the things they've seen up to now is one miracle after the other. The running out of demons. I've got, I've got a, a sheet here. Somewhere before he gets in the, uh, I must go up to Jerusalem, chief priests, elders, chief priests, a lot of the law, teachers of the law. I must be killed after three days. I'm gonna rise again. He spoke plainly about this. Well, it starts right there. You turn a page and you get to Acts chapter 9, the Son of Man is going to be revealed, going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They'll kill him. After three days, he'll rise again. You turn another page. Uh, the, the Son of Man will be betrayed, the chief priests and teachers of the law. They'll condemn him. So you get all the way, and when the event comes up where we now are in the book of Mark, it starts in, in chapter 15. So the last two chapters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the first time the, the no doubt about it, what this is all about, why he's here, who's going to kill him, why he's going to die, how powerful It all unfolds about halfway once the Gospels are preached. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John recorded this, and they all recorded the same thing, a gigantic shift. We have a prediction. One thing is to say to a group of individuals, you know, I'm going to be turned over to this certain group of people and I'm going to die. But in three days, I'll be raised from the dead. Say what you will in the midst of what humanity is all about. That's quite the statement. And the kicker is that's exactly the last two chapters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The last two chapters is where we are on how that went down. But there's no doubt in Jesus' mind and my mind. One thing is to predict something, but you predict to somebody you're gonna be killed and live again and they're gonna see it. You better be you better be mucho, you know, grande. <laughs> you you said don't <laughs> mess with him. So the amazing thing is that's exactly what he did, and he left us with a message. That's what you go do. Tell I love
0: it. That's is. A- Let's take a break. So uh, I don't know what you got for Christmas, but, uh, you know, one of the things, if you didn't get any underwear, uh, it's time to get the best underwear or loungewear available. And that's Tommy John's. Uh, I have uh, been a big fan of Tommy John's for a long time. I'm so excited they're sponsoring our podcast because I love their product so much. And it introduced uh, them to you, Jays and Dad. Uh, to wear as well. I got some, uh, some of their, uh, just loungewear for, for Christmas this year. And I love it. They're so comfortable. Uh, over 20 million pairs have been sold. They have thousands of five star reviews because people love Tommy Johnson. They say they don't, they don't have just uh, customers. They have fanatics. And I think that's true. They also have a, uh, best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So, you got nothing to lose by trying Tommy John's because you can get your money back. But again, I don't think you're going to want to do that because you're going to love them. They don't ride. Uh, they stay down all day. They're comfortable. Here's what you do if you want to give them a shot. You're going to get 20% off your first order, uh, which is a good savings at TommyJohn.com slash Phil. That's 20% off right now. TommyJohn.com slash Phil. See their site for details.
2: So it's not rocket science.
0: No, I love it. Dad went, went to another language. That's, that one's so big, mucho grande. I like that. No, you're exactly right, Dad. And get, we get to this point that's led us here uh, to Mark 15, which is right up to the moment where it's about to happen. Now, this you know what's is interesting? As, weighty,
2: as weighty as it will ever get. We have one person who claiming he is God, and he says, I'm going to be die, be buried, and be raised from the dead. What a statement! And what a he fulfilled it amazing!
1: Is it raining here or there? Oh, it's here. not raining here. Oh, it's pouring. I don't know if you <laughs> heard that all of a sudden. The rain formed as Phil was saying that. I don't even know if you could hear that, but it was pretty loud. Here. Yeah.
2: But don't you find that fascinating that you make a prediction but it's a whale of a condip, con, a, a report and then you do it
0: no and it's you brought up the fact that it's in all four gospels, which not a lot of uh the story is in all four, but obviously this one is and where we where we're going to get to today in chapter fifteen I think you need all four jace because the there's so much said there's so many little facts that they pick up with this conversation with pilot. And I kind of look at it over we met- to the Gentiles.
2: He was saying, here comes pilot and all of them. They, they're going to hand me over to them. He even says that. I mean, he says exactly what's fixing to happen uh,
0: months before it happened. Well, and it makes sense because he came here from outside of time and space. So he knew how it was going to go down, which was interesting that he would, he would be so resolute. That no matter what happened, yeah. he knew exactly how it was going to have to go down. Yeah. you know,
2: he talk about you talk about it in a series of events, and the one who's telling about it. It's the most amazing story Al I have ever read in my seventy six years on the earth. It's amazing. Yeah, well, it really it is.
1: Even even when he gets to the death on the cross, where a lot of people you know point out when he says, "My God, My God." Why have you forsaken me? Well, that was actually a quote from Psalm twenty-two. And you're like, "Well, did that happen to David? No, he he was pointing to someone to, else, to someone coming." Yeah. So, I mean, w- you you know, we'll get to that. I just think that's interesting because a lot of people have asked me that through the years, like, "Well, why why did he say that on the cross?" And so they never realize or never considered that that was actually quoted in Psalm 22. And you want to hear the kicker?
2: When I'm talking to an atheist, this is what I tell him. I tell him what Jesus told them. So said, we got a fellow here. He's doing the miracles. Say what you will about him. He's got a story that will blow your mind. Even the atheist ought to look at that and say, this is far deeper than salt water. Oh, what are you talking about? a real person in real time who's saying, I'm going to die, be buried, and raised from the dead. Now, you're going to have to be somebody to pull that off, and that's exactly how it went down. Talking about mind
0: reader,
1: it's amazing, (laughs) Al.
0: It's amazing. (laughs) Well, that's actually
1: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're just giving you the the facts. They're just writing it down. Yeah, they're writing it. And uh, the reason it's really uh, held up, from historical uh, skeptics, I guess, is because if you were making this up, you wouldn't have like you know the women being the main witnesses here at the death burial and resurrection because women had no credibility back then compared to you know modern times and these you women have these your, women's movements should concentrate oh, on the gospel of Jesus. Look, that's the, the strongest case. The women in this age were flocking to. Being a follower of Jesus, because he, what he would, did there was revolutionary. Because you think about what he did, you think about all the the verses we use in from Acts to Revelation about where there's no male or female or yeah. classes of people. I mean, it's unheard of in those days. Jesus put everybody on equal footing. Yeah, you. It doesn't matter your accolade, your accomplishment, how much money you have. You're all one. And we and we as a nation we went in, we wouldn't even let women vote. I mean, yeah,
2: exactly. you talk about a bunch of hardheads, and you say, well, so in a lot of ways, some of these people that got a beef with it and all that understanding, it. it's a hard concept. This is for everyone. We're all equal.
1: But a lot of Stand people find right. that offensive when they put their stock in their accomplishments and you know how much money they have, and they don't like the idea that some guy in prison can come to Jesus and be on the same ground from an eternal perspective as they are, because they're like, but look what I've accomplished.
2: Basically, Jesus and the women all got together and they agreed with him, and Jesus and the women is what brought, brought all this to bear. So uh, to all you girls out there, hey, you had some great girls coming before you, that's for sure, 2,000 years ago, read about them.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> well, really gonna be highlighted here because yeah. as everybody is, Abandoning Jesus, there was a certain group of women stood that stood through the whole process.
2: There they are watching his watching his feet, you know. And everybody said, "Look at that!" What? What? were the All of them big shots in that day said, "Look at that!" I mean, you know. Oh,
1: it was. You know, they I, found
2: that offensive. Well, the one that said, "All I'ma need is the crumbs here, just 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 so I'm in on this deal," you know. They just one story after the other. I I, I I'm I make it. Uh, my ambition that when I'm talking about these four events, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, why why I say the same thing? It, doesn't it get boring? It's to say the same thing for from four different people. I said, boring? I said, he's doing this so you can't miss it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, just getting their four perspective. It's the same one story. subject. It's one subject, Jesus. I mean, he's, he's God being revealed. You, you want to know what God's like? Here he is. But it was from you know four different eyewitness accounts
0: but you also need that <clears throat> to be able to paint the full picture and and nowhere do i think that's more important than than what we're talking about in mark 15 today when he goes before pilate let's let's take another break he's already been on trial we talked about in the last podcast before the sanhedrin and again, I don't think it's accidental the way that this laid out in real time for Jesus, because when when he leaves here, you know, Paul's going to say the gospel is first for the Jew, then for the Gentiles. So this is what happens in real time. First, he's on trial before the Jews, you know, and they they do their thing. They're like, no, this is false testimony, no way. Of course, then then Peter disowns them, which we had already talked about when you know he had predicted that at the end of chapter fourteen. And then when you get to Mark 15, he comes before Pilate. And so just to set up the background for this, Pilate is a Roman governor that's basically an overlord. I mean, he's, you know, they're occupying Israel. So Israel's having to pay all this money to them. It's kind of like the the mafia. Here
1: here comes the politicians.
0: Here comes the politicians. Well, because
1: the situation here is they, the Jews want Jesus dead, these leaders. Yep. But. From my understanding of this, even though they have this crime that he blaspheme, this is what they came up with, they were not allowed to go out and stone because their their form of uh capital punishment would be stoning, but the yeah. Romans wouldn't allow them to do that. You can't just go out and stone people. So right. but here you have, you know, when they go to Pilate. Well, they're, the only way they're going to have some kind of capital offense is if he's challenging, if Jesus is challenging their authority, you know, I guess it would be sedition, you know. So somehow they've got to figure out a way to make this work. And I think that's why you get the question from Pilate, because he was like, are you a king? That, that That's why. 'Cause that's the only thing they're interested about. If you're if you're challenging our authority, Whoa, buddy. we'll we'll get you. Yeah. So and and the Jewish uh accusation of blaspheming, that that's not gonna be big enough to get the Romans to to kill him. So that that's kind of setting up the situation. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, that's true and the the irony of the situation is when we read it here in a minute is the guy they did have in their possession Barabbas was an insurrectionist. In other words, right. he was a guy he, he was a guy that had been arrested for actually trying to overthrow the government. And well, that's so that's the
1: irony of this is cuz in the end the innocent is condemned and the guy who was actually guilty he was set yeah. free. Yeah, well, here's a good look at
2: any any type uh, at any point in the in the human race. Here's a good look at politicians, Al, two thousand years ago, and it's the same story. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth, but
1: nothing is happening. Well, I think we need to read. uh, Do you want to read John's version? I mean, John has way more details. Or do you want to just, what do you want to do? Uh,
0: well, you know, let's let's read the Mark version, and then okay. I want to hop around because each of them has, brings something really interesting to the table. So let me I mean, start out by...
1: Yeah, Mark gives the action, the main point. He, his is the most brief. I'm
2: going to be handed over to the Gentiles. Right here it says, Jesus before Pilate. He's been handed over to the Gentiles, just like he said he was. True. I mean, so Correct. He, he's not missing a beat here. So
0: go ahead, Al. You can read it. All right, let me read this, and then we're going to go and hop around, because each of them have something really interesting to add to it. So, Mark 15, very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. As you said, Dad, that had been predicted. Jesus said this is exactly what's going to happen. No surprises for Jesus here. Right. There's there's no surprise here. Are you king of the Jews? Asked Pilate. Now he he's going to have a lot more conversation when we get to John, but that was the main question. Yes, it is, as you say. Jesus replied. The chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, "Aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of." But Jesus made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Would you think about it from his perspective? How many people have you seen this situation that are arguing, begging for whatever? But Jesus is just stone silent. Now, it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionist who had committed murder in the uprising. So this guy was truly trying to uh, overturn the government. A
2: lot of them are still around Al, They're still still around.
0: Still around. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. So now he's thinking, okay, I got a way out here. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priest had handed uh, Jesus over to them, which is really interesting. So Pilate knows what's going on. I mean he knows there's no way he deserves to oh, die. Yeah. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. Then he says in verse twelve, What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Wow, what crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So as Jay said, that's kind of the condensed story. But in the other words, you get a lot more. So before we read John, Jay, I was going to say in Luke 23, in his telling of it, he actually said, has three accusations from the Sanhedrin uh, via the mob. One was the subversion of Israel. This is the first couple of verses. He said he has subverted our country is what he's our people. The second one, is, and that's not true, but that's what they said. Second one was the opposition of paying Roman taxes, which we also know is not true, but that's what they say because they're just, you know, throwing the spaghetti against the wall. And then the third one, which is true that he claimed to be a king which is why Pilate kept asking him, are you a king? Because they were they were making the implication. If he says he's a king, then he's higher than Caesar. Therefore that makes him an insurrection. So they're trying to build. He
1: wants your job, which eventually (laughs) is what, what got him because they, they started saying, uh, you know, if you allow this, then you're no friend of Caesar. And that, that, you know, at the end, I'm not sure. Is that in Mark or John?
0: Yeah, that's going to be in John. One, yeah, one more uh, thing. One more thing yeah. I want to mention from Luke is uh, Luke is the only one that mentions that Pilate saw a political solution. So he, in the moment, in this moment, and the other three don't record this, he sends Jesus to Herod. Cause he asked him, he said, aren't you from Galilee? And, and, and they said, yes, he's from Galilee. So he sends him to Herod. In other words, he thinks he can ship this problem. Yeah back to Galilee and wash his hands of it. Yeah. But but Herod, who's not really a king at all, he doesn't know what to do. And they just mock Jesus and then send him back. So those were the things from Luke. I thought they were interesting. Let's take a break. I mentioned one more thing from Matthew that's not in the others is uh, that pilot's wife in matthew 27 19 when all this is going on has a dream which we talked about this when we studied matthew and in her dream she sees that this is don't don't do this whatever whatever forces came to her in the dream it was like you, you're gonna condemn an innocent man I, I so I she says
2: i wonder where that dream came from I'm...
0: Well, I do, too, because it's really interesting because one of you think if it came from God, I mean, he knew he was going to have to die. But I, so I don't know which side it came from. I don't know if it came from the evil side or the good side. I mean, who, who knows? I, I was going to bring we'll up out. the
1: same point about the dream because you got a remember of pilot. I mean, even though he's a politician, he was no dumbo. And I think he knew what was going on. We got a coup here. But he's looking at Jesus like this. This guy's a good. He, he's he's not doing anything because you got to remember when they came with clubs and 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 we were fixed to have a fight. Well, Jesus was like, no, no, no. And even one of his followers, Peter. They probably couldn't even prove that since the Jesus, beatings he, have
2: already started.
1: Jesus put his ear back on the one the Peter cut the guy's ear off. So they probably said, "Hey, one of them drew a sword." And it's like, "Well, let me see him. There's nothing wrong with him because he healed. You know, he healed him." So he's looking at his and and you got to remember Jesus in all these conversations was not acting like a normal person. I mean, he was cool, calm, and collected, and very and the things he said were. Just not something they- and some some.
2: things. When he was asked, he just went,
1: "Yeah, he didn't say anything." You know, sometimes they say silence is confidence. It's hard. There's a reason people say "uh" because they don't like silence. He was perfectly content with silence, and and so and then you throw in his wife has this dream. I'm sure that was, I mean, I just can't believe that's a normal occurrence. All of a sudden you're thrown into this situation with a guy that you just seems like is not a threat.
2: His wife it, was basically saying Som- something is not right Something's
1: here. not right. And, uh, but, you know, from a political angle, they just they put him in a situation where he just didn't have an easy way out. And uh, but before you take up for him, look he hey, kinda, his hey, fact kinda like this, JJ, like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, work out take a stand here. Let's see here. They're <laughs> checking the wind. Phil's doing a uh, illustration. Finger in the wind to go wherever yeah, the wind blows. Key,
2: that's a key. Uh, point when you deal them with politicians. Let's well,
1: test. at the end, it really shows who he is because. When they get into this discussion about truth, which we're fixing to to read, you know, he was like, he basically said, "Truth, (laughs) what's truth?" And he doesn't even give Jesus an a a chance to respond. But it it really shows you what's wrong with politicians, because at the end of the day, I think Pilate's take on truth was a lot of politicians' take is nobody cares about what actually happened or, or the facts. It, it's just how this, how you spin it or what side of, you know, this. It's no different today, Jace. You got your oh, truth, no you, you got yeah. your truth and we got ours. The, the truth is really irrelevant in the political world. That, that, if, in a lot of the politicians mind. You are correct. It's how it's viewed. So let me read this. So in uh, John eighteen twenty nine, I'm just picking up there. So Pilate came out to them and asked, "What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you." Now, just the absurdity of this. That they, that means we don't have any really. <laughs> yeah. Besides. He him blaspheming in their minds. Yeah, they're just saying, loose.
0: trust us. Uh, trust us, he's a trust bad dude. Him.
1: Where are you well, reading? Pilate, from? Where are you reading? John 18, 30, and now I'm in 31. So uh so Pilate he sees through there, he says well take him yourselves then and judge him by your own law. That's why I brought up this point. Well they couldn't stone him for blaspheming. It, it was not allowed under Roman rule. So it says, but we have no right to execute anyone. The Jews objected. This is why I brought that point up. This happened so that the words Jesus has spoken indicating the kind of death he was going to die would be fulfilled. And Phil, that was your point where you started. That's right. Jesus made these claims. You know, it's hard to have a bunch of claims and the Old Testament are full of them and not only pull off the plan of salvation But to also fulfill all the prophecies, every every one you're only as good as the the last prophecy fulfilled. (laughs) You know, if you got one wrong, that would taint the whole project. That's it. And uh, so, I I think it's a strong evidence that this really happened. So, verse thirty three, Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him. So he's gonna run an investigation here. He's like, "Well, are you?" the king of the Jews. And that's why he's going to, are you the king of the Jews? Because the sedition aspect of the if you're claiming to, to be above the authority we have, now we, we will kill you for that. So watch what Jesus says. He says, is that your own idea? Or did others talk to you about me? And the reason Jesus is being like this, and, and I'm going to be... Uh, you know we're going to stop throughout this cuz this is kind of hard to understand cuz you realize that Pilate asked him a question that was complicated to answer because Pilate is basically asking are you a political threat to our to the earth but Jesus and he's going to show that in his answer well he's not a political threat in that the way he's asking it he's not trying to have an army and take you on and But he is a political threat in that his kingdom is not of this world and will ultimately affect you. But so that's kind of hard to answer.
0: Let's take a break.
1: Because he knows the Jews and the religious leaders here have, have, they want to kill him. And so they're trying to come up with a way to get that done, to get him executed. So verse thirty-five. Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, "It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it you've done? You know, because Pilate's like, what are you, what are you attacking me personally for? I mean, is that your own idea? Or so Jesus said. So here's this two-part answer: My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight." to prevent my arrest by the Jews. So that's why I said he answered in a two-part question. The kingdom, when you ask me, are you a king? It's not what you're thinking, king, or we would have fought you. So no, and yes, because the second part. But now my kingdom is from another place. So then he's like, so you are a king. If you... You know, that that was the conversation that was going on. So Pilate's like, so you're a king. Jesus says, well, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. <clears throat> so we know what Jesus is saying because ultimately his kingdom is more of a spiritual, this is gonna happen from the inside out. Love, you know, hope, faith, joy, all these things are are gonna win. But it in essence will endure forever because we have an eternal spirit, which Jesus is under the guise of, that's gonna be indwelled in us. And ultimately we will win physically, spiritually. Ultimately, you're
2: fooling, you're fooling with with the, the the thing that stands out about Jesus. You're putting one thing into action. He's indestructible.
1: Yeah, he's indestructible. And But he, he it's interesting that he brings up truth. Because if you go back and look in John, you remember when we studied John? How many times was truth mentioned? I mean, for right out the gate, I don't have them listed, but... You know, when Jesus said he came in the beginning was the word and words with God and the word became flesh, uh, 14. Then when he got to 17, it said for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And you remember at the end of chapter three, when right after he said, for God to so love the world, you know, he told Nicodemus you had to be born again as a religious leader. And he, the most famous verse in the Bible for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son; that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. To your point, but then He goes on and starts talking about truth, and so you see that in John four when He tells the the woman uh, at the well, that true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth, and eventually Jesus say, "I am the truth. You know, I am the way." So I'm only saying that. Because you know, when you you're a human being and you're living on Earth and you're trying to find out what you should do or your purpose or who you're going to run with, or that cannot where, be said about anyone but Jesus. You got to have a place or a person in this case where there is truth. If you find truth, well, you know what to do. You know how to respond. You know. <clears throat> how to live your life, you know what goals you should have. If there's some basis for making life decisions that's absolute 100% truth, well, you would have it made then. You wouldn't know what to do, how to do it, where to do it, when to do it. And so he introduced. And it's all been
2: that. laid out for you.
1: So I love it how Jesus says, the army that's with me, it's not what you're talking, we're not a fighting army with swords. We're an army who listens to truth. Well, you well, know <laughs> you know my mind instead of laughing, which I think's what Pilate asked when he said, well, "What is truth?" as he's walking outside to condemn him, he should have said, "Hang on a second. Do what now?" Yeah, because that was a statement. Oh yeah. I mean, it was so heavy that it went right on by like a warm spring day. With Pilate, because if he would have said, who is truth, you're the truth. Jesus was basically saying, you're looking at truth embodied, the truth about the planet, the truth about heaven, the truth about eternity, about good and evil, right and wrong, goals and ambitions. You want to know what to do? Listen to what I say. That's what he was saying. And my army, because he says, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So then you throw in all those verses where Jesus says that very word, "the words I speak will judge him at the last day." Will you know that that is judgment? Jesus, the words coming out of his mouth. So he says, "What is truth?" Flippantly, and as he's walking out, there's another. Uh, I think it's in Matthew. It's like, "What is truth?" As he's walking out with this, he went out again to the Jews and said, "I find no basis for a charge against him." But it is so he knows this is not this guy. He may be crazy, has some crazy ideas, but you're looking at him, he he's not he's not a threat. Yep. It is forget about the accusation. I, I just feel like Pilate in this moment is like, This guy is not a threat to anybody. He he's a pie in the sky truth and but he doesn't have any weapons and he doesn't want any.
0: So and we know Jace from the Matthew passage. At this point, he brings out a basin of water, Pilate does, and he's figuratively washing his hands of this whole situation. He's like, you can't put this on me because I find no accusation against this man. Which, But you can put it on him as much as you can anybody that's there.
1: So then he asked, do you want me to release the king of the Jews in quotations? Because I think now he's like, this guy's idea of being a king is not a threat He he doesn't want a war he he wants some some truth talk about you know something out of this world i mean he just thinks this is la la land type stuff so then when you get to 19 of 18 because it just keeps going from john they took jesus and had him flogged the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And so a lot of the scholars, they're like, well, he flogs him, because he still, he doesn't want to kill him. So he thought, we go flog him, then bring him out. He'll look so pitiful. They're like, okay, you know, good enough. Because he did not want to do that. I think that was coming because his wife had the dream. And he's just looking at him. He just doesn't feel like he's a threat. And so they they struck him. I mean, some of this is hard to read, you know, I mean, because, Here's, you know, our Savior, the God of the universe. And they're like, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews, this is verse 4 of 19, Look, I'm bringing him out to you, to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. So now he's got him just looking more pitiful than he did before. And when Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. Which is he didn't
0: <clears throat> of Jesus, and that, you know the, the the Jews did it first. Remember, they beat him and spit on him and said, "Prophesy!" And now the Gentiles have done the same thing. They've they've mocked Jesus, the Son of God.
1: So, verse six. Here we go again. The chief priests and their other officials saw him, and shouted, "Crucify! Crucify!" Because you got to remember, they can't crucify him legally. But Pilate answered. You take him and crucify him, which he knows they, they can't do that. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews insisted, we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid and went back inside the palace. Where do you come from, he asked Jesus. So now he goes back and he's like, oh, this guy's claiming to be the son of God now. Cause you got to remember pilot at this moment is probably thinking the wife had the dream. The guy's very, uh, you know, he's very poised. And now they're saying he's claiming to be the son of God.
0: Yeah. The question is, where where did that, did that fear come from? Cause like you said, he knows he's not a threat to him, but at the same time, there's gotta be part of him saying, "What? Well, who is this guy? Like, it, well, it, could I think it possibly their biggest be fears, true?
1: Yeah, I think their biggest fear of the politicians is the conspiracy theory. Back in that day, I mean, you can read the the history of it all. I mean, they were scared of you know running up on some god, or you know they were. <laughs> there was a lot of this. Yeah, it do the gods have your? Are you in the favor of the gods? And so when he hears that, he because he you got to remember, he's perplexed by Jesus, his answers. And Jesus had already said, I, hey, I didn't come from this place. I'm not from this place. Even
2: his followers, they still did not understand, John 20, from Scripture, that Jesus had to rise from the dead.
1: Well, right. But these,
2: right, these on, guys Jess. are hang
0: not on. his
1: followers. Go ahead.
0: So we're, uh, we're out of time. But I, but oh, I want to answer time? that question. No, yeah, I want to answer that question in overtime because the, the, the answer that comes out of it is very powerful in what Jesus says to this next question that Pilate has. So if you want to follow us over hear the rest of this discussion, it's at blazetv.com slash unashamed. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.